your horse training questions answered. Answered. Welcome to the Carson James Podcast, your weekly boost of horsemanship. No jargon, no fluff, and no BS. Just natural, proven solutions that work. And now, here's Carson James. All right, guys, we're going to do something a little different for the uh, for the podcast tonight. On this one, instead of a question, I'm going to tell you guys a really, really, really humorous story. And this story takes place at a ranch I used to work at in Oregon. And basically what happened is, is I got on a horse that was pretty much wild and rode him around all day long to move some cattle around and it was quite a uh, it was quite an epic day so the <laughs> the story all begins when we were on this ranch and we got pretty caught up with the you know moving the cattle and doing our brandings and all that stuff so the cow boss says to me and another guy I worked with he says all right uh starting tomorrow I want you and uh, Sean to go down to the corrals, which were, you know, about eight miles down the road from headquarters. Really nice big wood corrals. There was a round pen and all this stuff. He says, now, in the pasture behind those corrals, which was basically in the foothills of a bunch of mountains, it was like, I don't know, it was a really, really big pasture said there's about 14 horses up there that uh that are pretty much wild and we want you guys to go gather them up get them down in these corrals and spend the next 10 days or so just getting them broke and riding around and gentle and stuff we're like okay okay so we headed out the next day and we rode this giant pasture and we eventually found these horses and got them all kind of rounded up and then headed them down out of the mountains into these corrals. And we started, uh, do, you know, doing our stuff with them. We'd get them in the holding pen and then we'd bring them in the round pen each at a time and, you know, just do horsey type stuff with them. So we'd been doing that for, I don't know, four or five days or something. And then the uh the weekend was coming so the cow boss sends the foreman down to the corrals to let us know the plan and the guy you kind of have to know the guy for this to for for this story to be funnier but the guy that came down to tell us this he said uh he said all right guys so the boss said just kick out all these horses in this pasture back here over the weekend and then you know when monday comes around you won't have to go gather them out of the mountains again you can just simply ride right out here in this smaller pasture gather them up run them back in and go right back to it we were like okay cool and he says oh and then you see that paint horse and that bay horse over there in the corner we were like yeah and they were they were in the group with all these you know wild horses we brought in I say wild horses. I do need to make the clarification. They were not, they belonged to the ranch and they had since birth. They had just never been handled. Uh, they did say that they, uh, back like, 
you know, these horses were like five, six years old. That said, a few of them, they did handle a little bit when they were uh, like two-year-olds or something, but you wouldn't know it anyways. Uh, said, you know, turn all these out, and then he said, the paint and the bay over there are actually rideable saddle horses that just jumped the fence and got mixed in with these a long, long time ago. This ranch owned like like 300 head of horses, but anyways said uh you can actually just keep those right up here in these corrals and they they're the ones you can use to go out and gather these ones on monday and we were like okay cool and we hadn't you know we didn't know anything about the pain in the bay we hadn't messed with him yet we just hadn't gotten to him excuse me at this point so we did just like the foreman said we turned him out went to town spent all our money on bits and things like that and then we came back and this is where the story gets kind of interesting so monday morning comes around and we go to try to catch these two horses and they're not having it so we run them in the through the corrals into the smaller round pen and uh thought okay we'll get them in a smaller space and you know they've probably just not you know they've been off for like four years and probably just you know kind of like that no not really any red flags so even when we get them in the smaller pen, we tried and tried and ended up, well, you know, we, we had a job to do. Oh yeah. And there's this part too. The foreman says, uh, Saturday, the four or Sunday, the foreman says, oh yeah. Hey guys, boss says he wants you to, there's like 12, there's like 12 cows out in this other pasture that was kind of down by the corrals where we were working, relatively speaking. Uh, he said he wants you, they're almost out of water in the pasture they're in. So use those two horses I told you about. And for today, just go find those cows and move them into the next pasture north. And that would be like an all-day all day job. These pastures were really, really big. So uh, anyways, we couldn't get them caught. And then we get them in the round pen. And we were like, well, you know, we have a job to do if, if uh, we got we to gotta get going. So we ended up roping them to catch them. And even getting a halter on them, we were like, man, these horses are, they must have been off for a long time. Then we found out that we even had a hard time uh, getting these horses, like, saddled. We ended up hobbling them to get saddles on them because, like, they would jump sideways and spook and wouldn't stand still. Now, about this time, normally, that might be a little bit of a red flag, like something weird's going on. But these were ranch horses. It's really common for these ranch horses to basically act like they'd never seen a human before in their life. And then after you ride them for 10 minutes, they're like kid broke. Uh, so anyways, then we get the saddle on and we tighten the cinch, take the hobbles off. We thought, man, it'd be a good idea to send them around the pen a few times. So take the hobbles off and then they just go to bucking, which really wasn't that much of a surprise. They'd been off a long time and, uh, they bucked around there for a little while and then they got to where they'd kind of not buck real, real hard and would start to trot and lope around the pen a little. So we kind of had to get going. So we got on them and rode them around the pen three or four more laps and they bucked and acted real scared and stuff. We were like, okay, well, at least we stayed on. They didn't buck real, real hard. Uh, They'll probably be all right. We got to get going. We open the gate. We head out. And in between the first gate that we have to go through in the long day of getting to the pasture where these cows are that we had to move, there was like 300 feet 
of this really soft, powdery, like dirt road kind of thing that went right by the corrals down to this first pasture gate. Okay, well, Sean, he had went ahead on his horse, and he was down there starting to get off to open the gate, and his horse was acting real spooky and stuff, too. It It hadn't bucked yet, though, at least not outside of the round pen. Well, I get off mine, lead it out the pen, and then right when I get on it and I try to get it to walk off, it just goes to bucking. Like, you know, not real hard, but good enough. And it heads right down the middle of this white powdery dirt road. And I was able to stay on him for this one as he bucked down the length of this 200-foot road. And Sean had already stirred up some dust on his colt. And maybe his colt did buck a little bit or whatever. I can't remember. But anyways, by the time I got down to about 50 feet from where Sean was standing there with the gate open, uh, it was just a giant cloud of dust. Remember, this is like out in the desert. And when I get down to his horse, my horse kind of stops and I was able to pull its head around and get it to stop bucking or whatever. And Sean says, yeah, Carson, as you were coming down through here, all I saw was this giant white cloud of smoke and the very top of your hat just like jump, just bobbing up and down. So like I knew your horse was bucking (laughs) and I could hear it. So we kind of had a laugh and we went through and then we got, I don't know, we got about a mile out through this pasture and then there was this irrigation ditch. Well, we had to jump it and, uh, took us, you know, a few minutes for us to get them to even get brave enough to do that. And, Sean's jumped it and then bucked right when it landed. Sean was able to stay on his. Well, then uh, mine bucked right when it landed again, and I came off it, but I had a a Makati rope, which uh, for those of you that don't know, basically I got bucked off, but I was able to keep the reins uh, so my horse didn't like run away or whatever. Got uh, Got bucked off and then got back on, and then we came to the second ditch, and he bucked that, uh, he, he, he bucked when he jumped that one again sean's didn't buck on this one mine still did and uh i was able to stay on it this time and then generally generally when you get on horses like this you don't really want to jack with them too much you kind of just want to get them pointed the direction you want to go i say colts you know these horses have been ridden or you know that they had told us that they had been ridden or whatever so uh but normally you kind of just get on them and pet them a whole lot, kind of point them in a direction, and you don't really ask them a whole lot until they've kind of had a chance to move around and stretch out a little bit. Okay, well, at this point, they kind of stopped most of the bucking, and we were like, all right, well, let's kind of head out this way. So at this point, we actually started picking up the reins, trying to do a little bit with them. And when you'd pick up the left rein, it's like, You'd pick up the left rein and they'd look to the right and their front end would try to go left and their back end would try to go right. It was just awful. And at this point, we were like, all right, man, this is like a little more than just these horses having a lot of time off. Whoever whoever put put the rides or spent the most time on these horses must have been a really bad hand. And uh, then they had, they had bucked a couple more times with us after this. And, you know, it was getting to be about noon. And, you know, we were, like, pretty dang exhausted from riding these bucking horses. And, you know, like, when we had to go left, we'd have to pull them left. And they'd throw their heads and fight us and go. And it was just, you know, we were getting pretty wore out. Well, anyways, we eventually 
got them to where we could kind of smooch and spank a little bit or whatever and get them to go up into a trot and a lope and they didn't have any kind of woe on them at all we were out in a giant flat desert so it really didn't matter that much but um they uh they they never really bolted much it's like every time they got real unsure they would just buck instead of run off and uh we were both like man at this point i'd almost rather them just bolt and uh, instead of buck but anyways uh by this point you know we could kind of get them to go and we couldn't really get them to stop per se but we could get them up into a lope and then we could kind of just tip their nose and hold it and they would kind of gear back down to a trot or a walk or whatever uh they still wouldn't really follow their heads around real stiff in the body and the neck but they were starting to be where we could kind of you know make direction changes if we needed to so fast forward a little bit we find the cows and by this point we got enough handle on them to where you know luckily the cows are pretty gentle and kind of were ready to move on to the next pasture and all so we got these cows started and we eventually got them to the next pasture about i don't know let's say four o'clock and uh got them through there closed the gate then we headed back and it was I don't know, it was about an hour and a half trot to get back to the corrals, something like that. And then we get back to the tr- uh, to the corrals. It's pretty much the end of the day. And as we're coming up, there's the foreman sitting there in the pickup. And he says, you guys get those cows moved? We said, yeah, man, we got them done. But, uh, man, th- these horses, who who started or trained or put all the rides on these horses? These are like some of the most untrained ranch i mean even for even for ranch horses these suckers are really not that broke and then this time the guy's a lot closer to these horses than he was when he originally told us and this guy when he didn't have the best vision and he wore glasses and when he took his glasses down i think like he was even a little bit cross-eyed and he pulled his glasses down and squinted then he wiped his glasses off he put them back on then he looked at those horses and he got out of the truck. He got a little bit closer and he goes, "Oh, uh, you know, oh crap." We're like, "What? What does that mean? Oh crap!" He looked him up and down one last time and then he looked at us and he kind of grinned. He goes, "You guys, I'm really sorry. These aren't the ones I thought they were. Yeah, these horses have never even been a halter, bro." <laughs> These horses have never even been halter broke. <laughs> and we just kind of laughed and said, well, they're, they're halter broke now. <laughs> so it was just like in the Westerns to where we basically caught up these wild horses and did like a, a one hour, you know, here's the saddle, here's the human run around here and buck and I get back on, you know, eight times and then you get over it and then we kind of leave and we go move cows. And, uh, it was, we, I still tell the story to this day because every time somebody says, how long does it take to break a horse? Say, well, it depends on how much energy you have and, uh, how soft the, how soft the ground is. But, you know, sure enough, uh, by the end of that day, you know, those horses were like, you know, you could get on and off them and they'd, they'd stand, you know, not perfectly still, but they wouldn't just be froze up, scared stiff and, you know, go to bucking right when you swung your leg over. And 
you could get on and off them and you uh you couldn't like trot circles or figure eights or nothing but you could you could kind of get them pointed in a direction and they would kind of go and they could maintain a walk and a trot and uh they could i don't know they could back up like four or five steps so uh you know you sure enough can the all the all the groundwork and stuff we do is is really more for us than it is for them you know sure enough you want to set up your horse for success and try to help them stay out of trouble if you can but the other side of that coin is is uh you know if you if you never if your horse never gets to experience a pressured situation or something or in other words if your horse is overly sheltered then the minute something kind of exciting happens he may not really be able to handle it so don't be too afraid about like oh i don't want to ride my horse by this tarp because he doesn't like that better way to think about that is is well i'm not gonna try to force him up under the tarp and get him where he bolts and bucks me off but also want to expose him to a little bit of things he's uncomfortable with for one so he learns to be brave and secondly so he gets to where the minute the world is not rainbows and butterflies he doesn't just completely lose his mind and go berserk and you know there's there's kind of a balance in that that you want to always keep in mind with your horse so uh i hope you guys got a good laugh out of the story and uh i uh i hope that helps give you some insight to maybe uh if you ever have a colt or a horse that you need to get on maybe the best thing to do is to not hobble them and throw a saddle on and just hope for the best all right well you guys have a uh, you guys have a good day and we will see you next time You've been listening to the Carson James Podcast. Real. Simple. Horsemanship. Subscribe now to get new questions answered every week. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, drop us a review and share it with your horsey friends. 